Boy, can we? Are we going? This is your boy Charles Blake. You cannot do that. A R L E S B L A K E. It does not go the same. It sounds better than that. It sounds better than that. Let's try it again. C H A R L E S B L A K E. Charles Blake, and we're doing a little role reversal today. Okay, let's see how this is your favorite. Okay, go ahead. Two takes, three terms. We're here. no, no, let's keep going. Culture, yeah, which is what we talk no, about. No, no, let them do the whole thing. Keep it rolling, Q. The culture, everything Central Arkansas, <laughs> everything Little Rock. Keep going, Blake. Keep going. This is this is what we doing. Now this is this is your co-host, but I'm hosting today. They call me Chief. Every oh, now and this then. This is so funny. And you hear him chiming in. <laughs> hey, your Go guy. ahead, introduce yourself. It's your guy, one take two. <laughs> You can find me on all social media at A-N-T-W-A-N-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S. And we're here today. This today is uh, Sunday, February, I don't know what is the night, <laughs> February 9th. And, okay. and Antoine, you made a big announcement this week. I did, but before we get into that, we got, got if you're going to do the role, you got to do the shot out at the end. You got to do the shot out at the end, though. All the person we shot out hey, is y'all, your coach, favorite. Coach your cohorts, we're doing a role reversal, so if it seems a little off. This is how it should be. <laughs> if you like the way, if you like this, this is what it really should be. Okay, okay, keep going, keep going. We're just going to follow your lead. You gonna follow my lead? You follow your lead. Bro. Well, well, you got to give a shout out to the super producer. Grammy Q Note on IG. Keys to the City TV film on YouTube. He got it right. <laughs> I'm surprised. Hey, bro, when you're the quarterback, you got to know all positions on the team. That's that's actually not true because the quarterback don't play defense. But you got to know what the defense does. You just got to know the positions. No, you like quarterback, D E N, safety, D tackle, edge rush, D tackle, nickelback. Hell, I know all the positions. I know the positions. I know the positions. Go ahead, Twan. Go ahead on what? You 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 hosted. What you mean? Go ahead. I want me to go in. You said you hosted. I'm role reversal. Okay, what we doing? What are we doing what we today, doing? Blake? Well, t- today we're we gonna, we gonna <laughs> drop them with a, with a little news. You okay. know, you made a big announcement this week. That's true. A big, exciting announcement. That's true. Dro- drop that announcement on us real, real quick, Mr. Antoine. Uh, Antoine Phillips, on Thursday, February 6th, around 4 p.m., I announced my exploratory campaign to become an at large member of the Little Rock City Board of Directors. No, I appreciate that. I'm proud of you, that. man. That's that's yeah. a big step. It is a big step, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of decisions have have to go in, go into it before you make something like that. So so tell 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 us about the process. The process actually it started. I mean, this you know, Blake, we've been working on this for years, absolutely. And, that, and that's not absolutely. no no lie about that. Process started back in 2014 in earnest uh, when I decided. You know, I was thinking about running for at large in 2016. Mm-hmm. And talked to some advisors, friends, uh, and was informed that that wasn't the right time. Okay. Looking back on it, I I do think I'm in a better. Did place. all your friends inform you that wasn't the right? No, nope, no. Some of my friends, uh, two takes, said go do it. Um, and there's a part of me that wish I did. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me, and shout out to my wife Tanisha for saying that you need to do it because you don't want to live this life saying you didn't try mm. uh, to make yourself a public servant in a different form than you already been doing. Uh, but in 14, I mean, 16, had some people encourage me, say, hey, maybe now's not the right time. 
uh, that's why that letter from the Birmingham jail when King talks about the paternalism mm -hmm. and when someone tells you to wait, it usually means never, really resonates with me. Um, but at that time, I decided not to do it. Okay. But I am in a better position now than I was four years ago uh, as a person, as a man, as a civic servant, um, relationships throughout the city. Mm -hmm. And in the words of our mayor, now was the time for me to uh, jump in. It's time. It's time um, to, to jump in and, and serve the city in a different capacity. So tell me, tell me about the response, the, the reaction. Has, has it been positive? Has it been negative? You know, I, it's only been love, and it was a that. it was a crazy Thursday and Friday. Uh, I was those were not my most productive work days mm -hmm. uh, because I wanted to be responsive to the people who took time out to say, "Man, yes, let's do it, let's go." It, you know, we believe in you. We believe in better. We love the theme. Believe in better. Believe in better. Okay. The city can be better. They're they're all behind it. Everyone was being. Super supportive. Love the video. Yeah. The announcement video, that what you can find on my social media or at Antoine Phillips for Little Rock City Director on Facebook. Um, people love the video. Love the tying in, telling a little bit of my story. Like all of us, I got a complex story. It's complicated. It's a lot of layers. And you only can get so much of that in a minute 45. Uh -huh. But the response has been, let's do it. Yeah. They believe the, in better. The, the, the great thing and thing that I've always thought about you, and Antoine, is that you, you are authentic. You are you. A lot of times when people ask me about authentic, I, I talk about Antoine. I appreciate that. And you know, somebody asked me when I left the state legislator, you know, what what you want your legacy to be? Yep. And I've and we we actually just had a a, a business a, a, a conversation about this. Yeah, on Friday. On, on Friday. Friday, we had a business conversation yep. of, about what is it, what does it look? Because when they asked me about the legacy, I, I told them if we encourage other people to run, if we put a new face a new stigma on politics, on public service, then I will be happy with with that legacy. And I, I heard you say something just just a, a little bit earlier about your story. Uh, first of all, what does it mean for you to be growing up in Little Rock, 35, 36 years old? 36 now, shout 30, out to the 36. 36 years old. Yeah. And uh, running for a city at large a, a, a position that no African-American has served in before. You know, you put it that way, it sounds heavy. It, it, it is heavy, bro. Uh, All public service is heavy, but, and, but yeah, it's heavy. And the idea is to do what I feel like I've been prepared and called to do. I've been put in a lot of different situations that I think prepares me for, for this moment that I'm definitely, we can talk about here on the pod throughout the year, and I definitely will on the campaign trail. But I, before I answer that, I want to go back to the being authentic. You know, I left here to go to Maine, too. Yeah. Well, no, we didn't both go to Maine, but we left here and went, and went to, away. Yeah, yeah. Went away. And to, I remember... To, to culture changes. To definitely drastic polar Right. You, go, you leave Little Rock, yeah. Little Rock Central, Little Rock McClellan, go to Iowa and Maine, respectively. That's different. Absolutely. And one of the things I was concerned about leaving Little Rock, and I told people this all the time, and I told you this, man, I don't want to leave here and come back different. A different person. I don't want to leave here Absolutely. and then my family look at me like, that's not the same dude yeah. that left here. Now, you do grow, mm -hmm. you do mature, you do understand how to navigate in different situations and have decorum and different things where, you know, um, when it's appropriate. But who your who you are, mm -hmm. my who I am, hasn't changed. Never changed. Uh, that's what Jay-Z said. Um, he did say never changed. <clears throat> 
excuse me. So I was I was really concerned about that. It's so much so that I've been very intentional um, in where I go, how I dress, because I know that the recognition that I've received and opportunities I've received brings a responsibility. Yeah. And part of my responsibility is, like you said, put a different face on what people think. So when you see Antoine, the lawyer, one day, then the next day I got on my Rock the Culture hoodie with my Little Rock fitted. Always repping. Always repping, and you know that's the same person. Yeah. And that the lawyer can be that guy. So when you see another guy and the, exactly with and the hoodie and the, the hat street. on exactly. on the street, there's no stigma, there's no judgment, there's no prejudice mm-hmm. because you know a guy Absolutely. who does whatever X, Y, and Z, but looks the same way. So that authenticity is has been a very important part you of. You said my something life. earlier about that being heavy. I think yeah. I think in my opinion that that's a that's a heavy burden as well. Uh, there are people, there are a whole generation that's above us that don't understand that, that I have to have this conversation with. My my dad sometimes, you know, you gotta, you can't be out here with your beard and hoodie. Dad, I need them to see, a lot of times I'm carrying a banner, I need them to see that I'm just a, a, just like the other dude they see walking down the street. That And I, and we've been, and obviously people know our friendship and we've been talking about this for years and none of this is accidental. And I had the same conversations. And, they, and yeah. I know I shared this with you and some of our friends too. When I was in law school, some of the older black lawyers was like, Antoine, man, this... You can't come to law school with hooping shorts and a do-rag on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the waves popping. Hey, my waves were popping back then. <laughs> but now I'm kind of washed because I don't even know how to sleep with a do-rag. So I wear my do-rag at night and they end up on the floor. Oh. But back in the day, the waves were fresh. Fresh. Um, on duty, not yeah, on duty. Exactly. So I used to do that in law school under the same premise is because I want people in the classroom to say, hey, Antoine understands constitutional law, but he has a do-rag on. So that holds that brings a whole different dynamic in how you perceive people. And there were older black attorneys who I'm friends with to this day who was like, "Man, you I don't know if you can do that. That's that's too much." Uh-huh. You can't you hey, you represent for everybody. They had to have uh, a come to Jesus meeting with you. Yeah, but uh if if that was a come to Jesus meeting, I didn't come. <laughs> To Jesus, to he's Jesus. He's still working on you. He's still working on you. <laughs> all right, we gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to get into who you are. All right, all right. We're, we're going to get into why you're running. Yep. We're going to get into what your vision is. Okay. But first, I want to ask you, what gives you the audacity to think you can run a race that no black person has ever won before? Um... Um, people know I I have a playful uh, confidence mm-hmm. that's rooted in a, a true belief that I I can be better, that things are attainable, and that um, foundation started, and I hadn't shared this with a lot of people, Blake, but that foundation started back in 97. So you were like 14, right? 13, 13. seventh grade, okay. seventh grade, 97. Um Second nine weeks, junior high, got 3.8 GPA. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, I I used to read. Uh Um, (laughs) Uh-huh. And third nine weeks, after the second nine weeks, we're getting ready for, like, it was around this time of the year. You have, like, the Valentine's Mm -hmm. spring dance or whatever. Yeah. Fling or whatever it is. Sock hot, what we used to have in the county. Um, And my mom takes me to TJ Maxx. 
buy some olive green slacks. Okay. A white Oxford short sleeve. Okay. With like this tie-dye tie. Okay. Uh, about to kill them. And, but it was 97. Clothes was different in 97. Tie-dye tie, yeah. Tie-dye mm-hmm. tie was, uh, hey, with the short sleeve button down, though. Short sleeve button down. Yeah, yeah, with pocket. the tie. With, with the pocket. Yeah, with yeah. the pocket. Definitely oh, got to have yeah. the pocket with it. <laughs> All short sleeve buttons got pockets. I was I, you. I was stuck in olive green, bro. Right. I'm trying to, I'm trying to pitch it out right now. So I got this olive green fit that I'm excited that I'm about to rock. Um, what clothes shoe? You remember? Black. That's all you that's got. First, I only had one pair of black. That's your first mistake. Yeah, right there. I don't I don't let, but I only had one pair. Oh, okay. Um, so second, third nine weeks come. I get my grades. I have a three point six. And my mom finds out about my grades, and I remember this moment like I'm watching it right now in a movie. We were in the hallway of our little duplex, and she was facing me. She was facing south. I was facing north. And she was telling me, all right, you you can't go to the dance. Mm. And I say, why not? She said, your grades dropping. I said, I got 3.6. I'm a, I mean, that's pretty good. You know how many people at my school that's want like, a three point six? Like four A's and two B's. Right. Yeah. You know how many people want a three point six? A lot. <laughs> twenty one, twenty one, twenty. Um, and she said, "No, your your grades are dropping, so you can't go." And I remember this vividly, bro. I like literally balled up my fist. I'm looking my mom in the eye, balled up my fist, and she see me ball up my fist, and she says, "You about to hit me?" And I never thought about hitting my mom, but it was just like one of those, Anger. you mad and you ball up your fist. She was like, go to your room. Like one of those author moments, you know, author. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is exactly what it was like. So she says, go to your room. And I go to my room and I'm mad. I'm like, do I got 3.6? My mama tripping, bro. Tripping, yeah. Don't even, this shit don't even make sense. So I sit down on the bed, bro. And I remember this again. It's like watching HD. I'm sitting on the bed. I'm looking at the wall. And I say out loud, I wish she was dead. I say that out loud, bro. Cause that's how mad I was. Cause I'm like, I'm doing good, and she's not gonna let me go. Uh, that was February, March '97, May '97. My mom passed away. She had cancer. I didn't even know she was sick at the time. So she knew she was sick, and she knew how serious it was. But I didn't know it when we had that conversation. Obviously, I didn't know it. Cause I mean, you wouldn't say that. It was stupid to say anyway, anyway yeah. but definitely wouldn't have said it under those circumstances. Um, so that was heavy on me for a long time. And then relationship with God helped me understand life and his grace and think his plan for me uh, long term. But then at some point, it the light bulb turned on where my last memory of my mom was her believing that I could be better. Mm. That's what she that's what she was doing. High expectations. She had high expectations for me. And she said, you need them for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize at the time, I'm 13, I'm mad, I can't go to the dance. And then your mom passed away. And then I'm, you know, moving with my uncle for a couple years. I'm moving with my sister for a couple years. Senior year of high school, I got my own apartment, living on my own. And some some point along that way, I just remember that I have to do well because my mom thinks I can do better. Yeah. She thinks I can be better. So that has propelled me throughout McClellan, Bowden, Bowen School of Law, you know, Wright, Lindsay, and Jennings, and all the things I do ancillary to that is that you can be better. You you have a, a purpose higher than what you absolutely. think. Absolutely, absolutely. And when you say where that audacity comes from, it comes from that belief that, that my mom instilled in me when she knew her days were short. 
and she said she wanted me to know that I could be better. That's that's heavy, man. No, nah, it, it's that's heavy. It, and you know, I I don't talk about it a lot because it never was like a thing. Like I wasn't trying to get like sympathy for you know what I'm saying. It's just like this feel. I mean, everybody got something that fuels them. Or I hope they do, um, and that has fueled me. And then it gets to the point where you just keep going. Mm-hmm. Like it becomes who you are. I mean, it's just a standard. I mean, like any professional athlete, they just build these habits. And then I, I don't think about going to practice every day or working out every day or reading every day, but I just do it because yeah. it becomes a who who you are. And that moment has shaped who I am. So now that you talk about running for office, I believe I can do that. One thing that I that I've always, you know, I I, I appreciate you telling that story. I've I've, I've tried to try to get yeah. you to talk more about your story. Your yeah. your story inspires me, and uh, I I. I uh, if, if, a lot of people, if you heard me speak before and talk about a friend of mine, it's probably Antoine I'm talking about. Uh, but you know, I know growing up with two parents in the household in, in the South End, yep, um, with two brothers in my home as well, that that shaped who I am. And and, and the same thing with, with Q and our mayor. You know how you how your your childhood experiences. You say it all the time. You you can't believe you can't achieve if you don't believe. Right. You can't believe if you can't see. Right. And you know, so so tell us a little bit about how you how you were raised, how you were reared here in in this city has has shaped who you are. Um, that make me think of a Jay Z verse. Uh, what did he say, Twan? He said, "God forgive me for my brash delivery, delivery, but I remember vividly what these streets did to me." Mm. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean did in like in a negative connotation, but. I remember vividly growing up in Little Rock and, and the different circumstances that I faced that unfortunately were not too different than most people around me. Absolutely. And that's another reason why, you know, you talk about the authenticity piece is that there are people just like us, bro. Absolutely. We we are not special. We're not special at all. And I don't want to be the only one. Yeah. Um, and because I know there are people just like me, similar situations but I had an opportunity that they didn't, so things happened differently. Uh, but growing up, growing up uh, all over Little Rock, my my mom had odd end jobs, mostly working at like cleaners. Okay. And so we used to get one year lease after one year lease in an apartment. You know, you live there, you go to the next apartment, and for the longest time. You know, our lease would, I, I remember this too, remember this vividly. Our lease would end like the end of April. So then we would move. Yeah. So that also meant that I was switching schools. At the end of the school year. At the end of the school year. But I didn't I, I didn't finish a lot of grades, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, kindergarten, May, I went, we were gone. First grade, gone. I just was going to a different school and we I just didn't go to school. Yeah. Um, and then you would start a new school in the fall, and I think some of that has allowed me to become more personable. Mm-hmm. Obviously, allowed me to have more relationships. When you go to six different elementary schools, you got to meet new people every year. Absolutely. Uh, so I think that helps me with my personality. So we moved a lot. Um, I grew up on my mom, uh, had five kids. I have two older brothers, an older sister, me, and a younger sister. And my dad also has five kids. He had three kids before my mom, and then me and my younger sister. Sounds like a Blake game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and remember growing up, sp- spending time, you know, we lived a little bit southwest, spent a year or two in North Little Rock, 
some in kind of South End area, um, and was not wasn't the ideal circumstance by any means. Now, if you if you're writing a book about how life's supposed to be for a kid, that yeah. wasn't my life. Uh, my my older brother on my dad's side um, was murdered in the early '90s during the gang gang violence in Little Rock. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And didn't know him well, but knew he was my brother. You know, we didn't grow up in the same house with him, but knew he was my brother. Um, and then, you know, my two older brothers were so spread out. Like, my youngest sister is 28, and my oldest brother is 49. Mm-hmm. So there's a big gap. So even though we were brothers and sisters, we didn't grow up in the same household. Uh, not that we didn't know each other, but they were grown by the time I got old enough. Um, and then my brother, uh, so I grew up, my mom and dad split up when I was around 10. Um, and then, so it was just me and my mom and my little sister for a couple years. Then, like I mentioned earlier, in 97, my mom passes away. Um, and at that time, my dad had moved back to Wilmont, Arkansas, okay. which is in southern Arkansas. So it was one of those things that you go live with your dad down in the country or you stay you with stay family mm-hmm. where you're close. And um, I don't know if I got to make that decision, but what I wanted to do was be in Little Rock. Yeah. Um, so I moved in with my uncle and my aunt who took me and my sister in with open arms, uh, which was great. And the plan was for them to take us in to my older sister or brother were in a position to take care of us. Okay. And uh, so we lived with them for a couple of years. Then my older sister was in a position to say, hey, I'm ready to, you know, be a, more than an older sister to you. Um, and she did that for about a year and a half. And then my senior year in high school, uh, we had a conversation. And she was like, man, you you need to learn how to be grown. That's that's a heavy burden for a 17-year-old. Yeah, yeah, so she said, yeah, you ready. So as soon as I turned 18, bro, I got an apartment. At Spring Valley on Guy Springs. Yeah, I know Spring Valley. Uh, 8730 I-30, uh, apartment 230. Um, Lots of memories in that apartment. Man, you know, hey. When you... <laughs> no, we ain't going to talk about that. I'm running oh, wait, for office. Okay. I'm running for office. Hey, this is, this is, what, what you don't know is that, that, that entrenched you to your constituency. It was, what... There are memories. <laughs> I can't confirm that, that there are memories. So I, I did have a, a different upbringing, but when you grow up and you have all those things that happen, um, and then I go off to college, and I'm, you know, first person in my family to leave to go to college, second person in my extended family to graduate college, my older cousin um, beat me by a week. Wow. Um, Hater. And I was kind of mad. <laughs> but I come from a big family, bro. My yeah. grandmother has 13 kids. And her 13 kids, each one of them has at least four kids. Wow. So I got a lot of cousins, a lot of uncles and aunts. So and, so them be really your cousins that be, I, you know, because we all got a lot of play cousins. Yeah, no, nah, I got real like, cousins. They be like, oh, yeah, it's my cousin. I be nah. like, bro, every every third person we see can't be your cousin. It probably is, bro. <laughs> probably is. I got cousins the second cousins. You know what I'm saying? Our family's so big, bro. Family reunion, we couldn't, we had to rent out a middle school really? for a family reunion. Like, for real, for Thanksgiving, uh-huh. we rented out a middle school and ate in a middle cafeteria. school cafeteria because that's how big the family is. But I say that to say... That's a whole I, bunch of votes. And they, you know, they got family. 
They got friends. They got now, coworkers. Now to the calculus. You know, you start those those numbers start. At, oh, that's the fail. You yo. say, hey, men lie, women lie. Numbers, numbers don't. don't. You know, <laughs> they don't. So I'm, hey, I'm counting on y'all, Phillips family. Um, so you when you I had that big extended family, and then I was the first one to go off to college, and I come back. I started law school again, first one, get like a professional degree in the family. But while I'm back for law school, one of my other brothers on my dad's side got murdered in a shootout on Asher. Mm. And I remember thinking, bro, I was in law school, and when he happened, I was like, both of my dad, my dad has three sons, two of them murdered. Yeah. And I'm thinking. And you the third. And I'm the third, like. What's about to happen to me? Mm. So I, I mean, I, I've thought about that. And those things shape how you how you absolutely, are, absolutely. how you interact, and it helps with you being authentic. And I can't fake who I am because that's that's life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you add that part of me to the Bowden Bowen School of Law, right? Lindsay and Jennings part of me. Exeter. Ex- people forget. I forget. I went to Exeter. I don't. <laughs> I went to governor's school. This bro went to Exeter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. I thought I was big time well, going to governor's school. For the people that don't know, Exeter is a prep school in New Hampshire. A lot of people on the East Coast that are uh, well off send their kids to preparatory school where you go and they pay thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year and you essentially like go to college for high school. And before I went to Bowdoin, I spent the summer at Phillips Exeter Academy Um uh, Learn to play golf, which mm. I still don't know how to play. Mm. But I got good form. You got good form. I got good form. I like somebody else I know. Hey, true or false, Blake? <laughs> true. True, great form. I, I'm not good, but I can look good. <laughs> That's half the battle. <laughs> and That's I do that easy, battle. y'all. Y'all so know I look Exeter good easy. It's like somewhere that goes sent. Uh, Tariq, right? That's exactly great analogy. Yeah, I go. think I think Tariq went to school in Connecticut. Choke. Choke. Yeah. In Connecticut. And there are a lot of people that went to Bowden who actually went to Choke. Went to Choke. So it's that same type of Yeah. Privilege. But we didn't have no Tariqs. Yeah, you were Tariq. <laughs> hey, bro. I was not Both for Tariq. I was not <laughs> moving weight at Exeter. <laughs> Just clear the, let's make the record, <laughs> hey, the record needs to be clear. That's what I just said. <laughs> just so the record clear. You know what I'm saying? I was not, I, I, was, I did not, not start a small business. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right, so moving on to, to this campaign. Man, I'm excited about this yeah. campaign. What What is this campaign? Tell me about your campaign. The campaign is uh, believing in better. Okay. The, the what does camp- that mean? The, that means that no matter how you feel about Little Rock, um, and I love this city. Um, I left and came back because I love the city, and I wanted to affect how it feels and looks and operates. It's one of the reasons why I came back. Um, but that doesn't mean that there is an opportunity to improve our city. Mm-hmm. And if you are comfortable in our city and you don't think it needs improving, then I need to talk to you. Yeah. Because there are people who feel very differently. Mm-hmm. And um, in the spirit of what the mayor says, kind of unifying, unifying our city, there needs to be an understanding that Little Rock can be better for everyone. So the idea of the campaign is to be as practical mm-hmm. and uh, commonsensical as possible. And it's premised on th- three things. 
uh, better neighborhoods, better economic opportunities, and better recreational options. Okay. And what that means, so those are three different buckets that throughout this campaign I want to fill in. I want to meet people. I want to go to neighborhood associations. I want to have twan talks. I want to have... Twan talks. Twan talks. You hear that? Uh, I want to have the opportunity to go to different parts of the city and see how can how do you see your neighborhood, your city being better and then help filling out this campaign platform. But what it means holistically right now, better neighborhoods means that there are neighborhoods that are self-sustaining. Okay. There's neighborhoods that there are sidewalks, which we talked about before. Absolutely. That there's economic and recreational opportunities within your neighborhood where you don't have to drive across town. Walking distance, yeah. And to go get a, a meal. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to drive across town to go to a park. Mm-hmm. Uh, that your neighborhood is self-sufficient, and then that kind of goes back to something that um, I heard the mayor mention with the Explore Little Rock, where people will want to go see other parts of your city. Something I wrote about in Arkansas Times a couple years ago about this intra-city tourism. Uh, see what I did there. You and Kendrick uh, Cashew don't be beefing about this one. <laughs> see what I did there. Don't be beefing about uh, this. But one. give you the opportunity where you where people want to go see different parts of the, uh, the city because they're self sustaining. There's a reason, right or wrongly, but there's a reason why people that live in the Heights and Hillcrest don't go to Southwest. It's not, and and I think that reason. What's is, that reason? Yeah. What, what's the reason, reason is because they don't see things there for them to do. Mm. Why would I go there? I live over here, and there's things for me to do. There's restaurants. There's a sidewalk. There's a park. There's things. There's nothing for me to do there. So their 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 perception, our perspective is based on them not actually being in those. Right. Areas. Absolutely. And that, and that, and, and we and that's a sorry. That's a sorry. But that's but to have but, but that but that's real it. though. It's that's true. real because that's if true. you you don't know what you haven't been exposed to what yeah. we just said. And I think the city needs to do a better job investing in these different neighborhoods to make them self-sustaining. Okay. Where you can, this neighborhood lives on its own, but then attracts people to there where you want to go see see those places, frequent those areas. You're talking about better economic opportunities. You're talking about lifting their entire city uh, where we are serious about bringing in different jobs, bringing in different businesses, and most importantly, investing, incentivizing small businesses that, that come to the city. So, you know, we got the tech park, you know, startup. Yeah. But there are other small businesses that are struggling. Mm-hmm. They get started and they flounder. And I think the city can do a better job of incentivizing to lift those folks up so we can have better economic okay. opportunities. Better recreational options. Um, if you go to AntoinePhillips.com, which is the website. I like the plug. Um, Spell that for us one time. A-N-T-W-A-N-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S.com. <laughs> if, if you if you go there, you I, I wanted to keep it simple, and I say recreation options. What happens is, I want people who live in Little Rock to feel like they can have fun in Little Rock. Yeah, I don't want us any of us who live here to say, you know, I want to go do X, so I gotta leave. I'm gonna hit the highway. I'm going to Memphis. I'm going to Dallas. I'm planning a trip to Austin because I want to do X. That shouldn't happen in our city. Like, we're, we're the capital city of the state. There's only 50 capital cities in the whole country, and we should act like it. Absolutely. Um, and I think we need to, from a city, we can be intentional about making our city more recreational-friendly and making it fun. We need things. We talked about this on her, like the Lit Fest that we talked yeah. about. We need culture, We need cultural markers that Absolutely. identify Little Rock as a good place to go where even if you've never been here before. Not just locally, but globally. Globally. Yeah. Like, there's people who've never been to Austin, never been to Nashville, never been to Dallas. But they know. But they know. They yeah. 
in Houston, they got a, I think they got a hip hop food fest coming up. Yep. They got things happening where you're like, bro, I ain't even, but that sounds like a good time. I want to go down there. And we need things like that. So I better agree. better neighborhoods, better economic opportunity, and better recreation options is our, is a simple campaign promise. And I believe as a city, and I mentioned this on our announcement video, when you believe, you act. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm going to say this, y'all going to hear me say this a lot. Our beliefs dictate our actions, mm -hmm. and our actions demonstrate our beliefs. Say that one more time. That was deep, bro. Our beliefs dictate our actions, and our actions demonstrate our beliefs. I like that. So you are what you believe. Yeah. And if, what you believe is what you do. And as a city, if we believe that we can be better. Then we're we, going to be better. We're going to be better and we're going to act like it. I got and you, Doc. I'm running at large for this entire city to join a campaign to believe in a better Little Rock so we can start acting like it. And if it takes me being on the city board for us to act like it, then that's what I'm going to do. I like that. You know, it's the elephant in the room, the 6,000-pound elephant in the room. 6,000 pounds. It's a big one. Is, um, but Antoine, you know, he he... He just the mayor's boy, right? You know, that's his right. homie. What What do you say to to people who who are going to tie you to to the mayor? I'm not running from friendships. I'm not running from my family. Um, not running from anybody close to me. Uh, whether you the mayor or you work at Walmart, yeah. I mean, I am who I am, and those people are who they are. Uh, and we do have a relationship, so I'm not running for that. But I'm not him. Yeah, he's not me. Um, there are a lot of commonalities in us, but there's a lot of commonalities in a lot of people that live in Little Rock. Based on based on the experiences that we have. Based here, on right? the experiences yeah. that we have on our economic standing, where you grew up, what schools you went to. So if you see commonalities, it's just not me and the mayor. Yeah. I can bring you a, a ten thousand mo folks <laughs> who, who had who had similar experiences. So I, I'm not running from that. I am my own person. I, I've lived my own life and had my own experiences. Um, do I support the mayor's vision of moving the city forward? I do. Mm. Uh, we we do see Little Rock becoming better in the same vein, but my role will be different. Uh, and I'm not here to you know to just say I'm I'm the mayor's boy. This this has been a desire of mine to be in this service position uh, for a long time, and I'm doing it. That's great, man. You know, we we talked about a role reversal. I mean, we our first month of this of this uh, pod. I was running for my third term. Right, I my, right. I was out campaigning, and here we are, true role reversal, where we're in season, what season is this? Six. Season six. And I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Season six. And and, and you're getting your legs under you right now during this role reversal of the interview. You started shaky, bro. I started shaky. <laughs> you started shaky. I started shaky. <laughs> you started shaky. But you've been good, though. You've been okay. good. You okay. ended. I appreciate you. What they say, you finished strong. Finished strong. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us where they can find us, Antoine. Man, you can find Rock the Culture on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rock the Culture. And, you know, you, we, we supposed to be politically correct on this pod. But uh, Antoine Phillips is the founder. I did read that. Founder, <laughs> not co-founder, but founder. No, it, said, it didn't say co-founder. No, it said founder and co-host. Founder and co-host of Rock the Culture. So this, this hold on, part, hold on. Well, it said founder and co-host. Well, is that? I thought it said co-founder, co-host. It said founder and co-host. Well, you know, that hey, don't hey, mean. Hey, hey, but hey. but founder doesn't. Bruh, it's your time. No, it's your time, No, bro. but I would say it's this, time. though. It's founder doesn't mean I'm not a co-founder. That's, that's true. I mean, just from that's, true. that's why that's why I didn't call you on it. <laughs> but it said founder and co-host of Rock the Culture. So Rock the Culture is all behind believing better. Right. We we don't we don't have to. Ain't no hiding. Ain't no shame here. We we Antoine Phillips. A N T.
T-W-A-N-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S all day long. Dot com. Dot com. Oh, no. Put it on them. Dot com. That's what Rock the Culture is. Now, if we got any, if there is anybody else out there that wants to challenge my boy, that want that smoke, you can come on. You come on to Rock the Culture and debate your boy all day long. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Telly, Cookie Man, Noel. He did not copyright.com. He's not the only one. And I'll say it to his face. I can say .com. Telly didn't copyright.com. Al Gordy. But we so proud of you here at the pod, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate the pod. And we're looking forward to the big things 2020 has in store for you, has in store for the culture, has in store for Rock the Culture. Absolutely. So we're excited. And... And like I said, get the gear, get the merch. We got the Greek drips out. They're at Moxie. They're at uh, Culture Store. We didn't partner Ooh, with expanded. Culture Store out in West Little Rock. It, it made too much sense not to do it. Yeah, Culture. Uh, so you Rock go the out to Culture. Cult- yeah, you can go out to Culture on Rodney Perrin next to Delicious Temptations. Across from Frankie's. no grown man. Del- delicious. Yo, D, <laughs> wait up. <laughs> but hey, check out on social media. People, people, when they get the merch, they they showing off the merch. So we appreciate y'all when you get your merch, put it on your social media so people can see the the yes, different man. color drip. Uh, and shout out everybody. You can get the merch everywhere and on the cash app. Rock the culture. Dollar sign. Rock the culture store. Cash app, get the merch. So tell tell them when they can find Antoine Phillips. Man, you can find me A N T W A N P H I double L I P S. You really have to spell your name again on all social media. I have to because you remember we went to that meeting. Oh yeah, we was at. Oh yeah, your boy already gave his first thumb speech on accident. On accident, he he was there like candidates. I was like, this dude in the middle at the end of the meeting spelled his name. But remember. Like, bro, this is not the pie. But I, hey, but they wrote it down. <laughs> they did. Because people are listening, and I appreciate y'all for listening. So there you go. 2020 candidate exploring a run for Ed Large City, City Director Antoine Deshaun Phillips. I appreciate that. Appreciate and you, that. And you can always find your boy Two Takes, Three Terms, The Chief, at, on Instagram at RepBlake36. We in the building. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs>